Good morning, kiddos. You are listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. I'm Melissa Vaughn, and on the May 16th episode, Francesca, Jesse, and I welcome back Superintendent of Schools Jason Camrus on the 100th day of his 100th day plan to get an update on how that went for him and his team and to get a little insight into what his plans are for the future of RPS. School's almost out for the summer, and big things are already in the works for next school year. Let's join the interview shall we well hello hi how are you doing today i'm good um, i think this actually might be our first time meeting in person yes so i'm jesse hello nice, nice to, to finally meet you. meet you yeah but welcome back on the show superintendent cameron thank you so today it's day 100 though it is day 100 yes very exciting were you able to like was it like a kid on christmas last night like- uh well i'm jewish so okay. we'll start there um, Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but it Fair. was a very exciting day um we started at MLK Preschool, uh, which is where I started my very first day. Um, we had all the teachers of the year on my very first day, and then we had them again today. So it was really great to see them, many of whom I've gotten to know over the last 100 days. So mm-hmm. that was really great. It's really cool that it also comes at the end of Teacher Appreciation Week. Yes. So you've had a whole week, I'm sure, of visiting everywhere and, and appreciating all of our teachers. Yes, absolutely. And it, it is continuing today. Um, I have another event at Armstrong to celebrate all the teachers there this afternoon. Um, yeah, our teachers are amazing. They are doing so much incredible work every day. And uh, I've gotten to, today I was at Albert Hill. I was at John B. Carey um, earlier in the week, uh, lots of other schools. So it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. So today, obviously, day 100. What has been checked off of your 100-day plan? All of it. All of it? Oh, Every all my day. goodness. Yes. <laughs> all of it, yes. yes. Hooray. That's yes. amazing. Now they always say congratulations. It is a little bit amazing. It's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of work, but I have to say a huge thanks to the team at RPS who have made it happen, including the fine communications team here, led by Kenita Bowers. Um, <laughs> Hi, Kenita. We're in the corner. <laughs> and the uh, family and community engagement team um, and so many other folks who've done a lot to make sure that, that we're able to have all those meetings and there's food there and people show up and there's a microphone and so many other things. So um, hugely appreciative to them. So what was the best and like the worst moments during your first 100 <laughs> days? So I think the best moment was when I was visiting Broad Rock and I was there in the morning, and it was during breakfast time. And uh, the kids were eating, and I came up to this group of kindergartners, and one of the little girls, uh, for, for no apparent reason, just came up and gave me an enormous hug. And then all of her friends piled on. So I have this great picture of, like, six kindergartners giving me the best <laughs> hug ever. So that was um, that's definitely, I think, my favorite moment. Uh, toughest moment, I think, uh, a couple of weeks in, um, I started getting sick, which is what happens when you – shake hands and hug lots of three and four-year-olds and I just felt awful and so I had to like completely clear my schedule for the afternoon and evening and it totally threw off the 100-day plan Uh Um, and I was just it was a tight schedule Um, and I was like dang like it's too soon to get sick so um, that was like a little rough patch early on but you still got it all done we still got it all done yes it's definitely evidence of a, a pretty solid team to help back you up absolutely uh-huh. absolutely so one of the things that was in the 100 day plan was fireside chats yeah um and i know that was something that raised a lot of people's interest and excitement and we actually had some people asking are some of these things that you did in the 100 days are you planning to continue them afterward yes um <laughs> although i want to be careful what i promise because the team's going to freak out Uh-oh. um <laughs> but uh yes so i do these living room chats every friday evening where families across the city host me um 
and they are really some of the most inspiring parts of my week. So yes, I'm going to continue to do them. I don't know that I'll be able to do them every week, just given lots of other things going on, but certainly at least once a month, I'd like to be able to do that. Um, it's just, just incredible when you sit in a family's home, in their space, it breaks down all the barriers, and you get to hang out with the kids and the family, and you know, you hear what's going great and what's not going great. And um, and you also hear about families' dreams for their kids. And I got to tell you, whether I was in, you know, Mosby Court or the South Side or Ginner Park or the West End, everybody's dreams are the same, right? They want their kids to be in a safe, happy, loving school, first and foremost. They want their kids excited to go to class, doing meaningful work, not just SOL test prep. And at the end of the time that we have them, they want them ready for college or to go into the workforce and be able to support their families and, and live a a great life and pursue their dreams. So I think it is refreshing and affirming to hear that everywhere you go. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of dreams, you just launched the strategic vision planning yes. process. Yes. Huh? Segway. Well done. <laughs> so dream for RPS or yes. dreams for RPS. Yes. That's the hashtag. That is. And people can submit their comments. But can you talk a little bit about the process that yeah. you're launching with the strategic vision? Yes. So first of all, you can go to rvaschools.net, which is our website. And on the homepage, there's a, a a button you can press to fill out uh, a survey, um, which basically asks three questions. Um, what do you love most about RPS? Because we want to capture all the good things going on. Uh, the second question is, what are your dreams for RPS? So what do you want to see? And then the third question is, um, you know, as we strive to achieve those dreams, what should we prioritize over the next five years? Because even though we'd love to do everything all at once, we're not going to be able to do that. Um, and so we're trying to solicit that input from anybody across the city. When you go on the website, you'll see the first question that's asked is, are you sharing your individual thoughts or are you recording from a group discussion? And the reason we have that is we are encouraging people all across the city, whether it's around your dinner table, at your church, at your civic association, at work, whatever the case may be, to just talk about these three questions and have someone record it and put it in so that we can capture that information. Um, the process will involve basically stage one is just answering those three questions all across the city. Um, it's going to happen at every school. There will be, um, we're encouraging teachers to do it with their kids. We're uh, setting up meetings with faculty so they can do it and with parents so they can do it. We're going to do a district meeting all nine again um, to do that same conversation. And then a whole bunch of other conversations across the city to solicit all that best thinking. And the idea is then by, I'm not going to do the dates correctly, but um, I'll have to go back and check the exact numbers, but by, um, I think it's uh, mid to late June, to have gathered all that and then summarize it for the board in terms of here are the key themes that we're hearing. Then take the next month to try to turn those themes into key priorities, goals, um, and initiatives, and then put that back out to the public, get feedback on that. And then the goal is by day 200, which is August 19th, um, to have the final strategic plan, um, which would be sort of formally launched at the school board meeting on Monday, August 20th. Got this More ambition. Down. I love this. <laughs> Got love it? it? Yes. So there you go. I'll, I'm glad to come back at each stage of the process. <laughs> yes. So with the strategic vision plan, um, how is that going to run in line with the corrective action plan from the Virginia Board of Education? Yes, that is a great question. In fact, I am meeting with the state all day on Monday uh, to 
kind of explore that very topic. So the corrective action plan's kind of been on hold given my transition, and they've been gracious to allow me to kind of get on board and kind of understand the landscape. And so we're going to talk about how do we make sure that these two things are aligned. Uh, the worst possible thing we can have is multiple plans saying different things. So um, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what we're going to begin to talk about on Monday. And I think I saw some number like 150 community meetings around the strategic vision plan. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. So there will be at least three at every school. So that is 132. And then there's the nine uh, district ones. So that is 141. And then I know there's dozens more. So we'll certainly be north of 150. And again, um, let's not forget every classroom is important in this process. So uh, we're encouraging every teacher to engage in this discussion with their kids and then record it on the website across the city. So how are you finding enough time for all these meetings? And are you like worried about attendance at all of the different meetings from all the different committees and everything group-wise? Well, there's a lot going on, but look, we there's uh, it's not just me. There's a big team and lots of people who are helping out, and so um, I won't be at every one of those meetings. Um, but we'll have facilitators and obviously principals and teachers and other folks uh, from the senior team who will help out and and be a part of this process. But again, I want to make sure like we're trying to democratize this as much as we possibly can. So you don't need to be at a quote official visioning meeting. I want to try to be as clear as possible about this. Just get together with your friends, get together um, at work, uh, get together at your house of worship, and just go on the website and talk about those three questions and just have one person enter the information. And we'll make all of the feedback public. So you'll be able to see everything that everybody says. So it's really a, a truly community-led process Absolutely. where you have multiple people in the administration working with it in different schools and you want as much community input as possible. Absolutely. This has to be our plan, the whole city, not my plan. Usually helps. Everybody's mm -hmm. on the same plan. Mm -hmm. Same vision, same yes, goal, yes. same direction. One thing that we talked about, and I think I might have tweeted about this because I was just so excited about it um, because I get excited about really random things. <laughs> so... <laughs> So do my kids, so that's you know, good. You know, um, well, maybe your kids could be excited about this with me. <laughs> so you at the last school board meeting actually published the expenses from the nonprofit that you yeah. raised funds for and yeah. also specifically the, the donor names. I told you I was going to do that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you did. You did. You did. I just thought I would have mentioned, like, I appreciate that because yeah. um, I think that's something that is uh, – lacking sometimes in the city of Richmond of just because you don't have to have to produce information yeah. doesn't mean you shouldn't. Yeah, look, this is pretty simple for me. Uh, if you are ever doing something that you don't want on the front page of the newspaper, don't you probably it. shouldn't <laughs> be doing it. So do it. I don't do those things. And so I there's I have nothing to hide about who has given us money. I welcome investment from whoever. Um, I'm not beholden to anybody. Um, I'm told the Education Fund has reached out to Altria, and Altria also knows that I spoke in favor of the cigarette tax. Um, but I think we can have those kinds of disagreements and still all be invested in our kids. And so um, I don't think there's anyone we shouldn't take money from. Like, I'm going to be transparent about who's investing and and then you can see what I do and if I bend over backwards for a particular entity then you're gonna see it and I'm sure you're gonna call me back here and call me out on it so I got nothing to hide this is the public's work and we're gonna make it public absolutely and are there I know there's a lot of expenses at RPS yeah. are there other things that you're planning on possibly leveraging different communities for to get donations yeah, so, you know, I actually would like to, we are going to launch a much bigger philanthropic effort to support the strategic plan. Now, obviously, we're going to need more money from the city and more money from the state, but I think our partners um, from the nonprofit community to the business community, higher education can all play a role in making making the strategic plan come alive. Absolutely. I think Melissa might have some questions about the budget. Do I? <laughs> 
I'm just I'm I, I'm so excited to see what your like budget music is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I love to, say, to throw in fun yes, little things yes. here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Grocery store humdrum is a good one. How was your first Richmond budget season? Yikes. It's not over. So uh, it's been interesting. Um, That's a nice way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I, um, I came in right when things were already kind of happening. And let's be real. Uh, it took me a second to figure everything out. Um, but now that I am beginning to figure it all out, what I'm trying to do is be as clear as I possibly can about what's going on. I think there's so much mistrust in the city between the public and the board and the council and the mayor and all this. And I think part of it is because we've been really, we collectively have been really confusing about numbers. My generous interpretation of that is that it's confusing. My less generous is that sometimes that's done on purpose to get a political advantage. Um, but look, uh, well, all that I can do is share the numbers as they are. And that's what I'm doing. You've seen it at every school board meeting. We have a hundred different numbers bouncing around around facilities and capital stuff. I've shown the public, this is what's in the bank account. Um, and I actually sat down with the city folks uh, yesterday to reconcile. Um, and I am very confident that the numbers I've been showing the public are accurate. Now the city may be capturing things in different buckets called different things, but I can tell you with certainty that we have about 13.7 million for planning and construction, and we have about 850,000 left for routine maintenance and repairs. And we need about 30 million for routine maintenance and repairs. So look, there's a shortfall there. And um, even if I wanted to tomorrow, and I do, I, I literally do not have the money to do all the repairs that the system needs. Well, I'm going to kind of go off of that about the, the whole trust thing. Yeah. And um, so kind of some of RPS's challenges are based on broken trust. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with the community, elected officials and teachers, uh, how do you begin to repair that trust and let people know that, you know, you really are who you say you are and you are going to do what you mean? I think you do things like show them where the money's coming from for the private, you know, uh, institutions. Um, and just be honest with people. I think you, you get a lot of broken trust when public officials kind of tell you what you want to hear and then it doesn't happen, right? So Kenyon knows this. I say this at every teacher event. Look, I will never lie to you. But that means sometimes I'm going to tell you things you don't want to hear, right? So, and, and, and look, I have a list on my phone that I keep from every session I go to of things that folks want. And frankly, our kids deserve and our teachers deserve. That list adds up to about $1 billion. Mm -hmm. As you know, our budget is $300 million. I was a math teacher, so I know that's less. Mm -hmm. And so I tell teachers, and Kenita can attest to it, we're going to have to make tough choices. Now, I'm going to fight to get us more money, and you guys have seen me. I've been there for the meals tax. I've been there for mm -hmm. the cigarette tax. We're gearing up next year for the assembly. Um, committee meetings? What's that? Committee meetings committee city council? Meeting. Yes. Yes, I've been at just about every meeting. So <laughs> <clears throat> um, I will hustle to make sure that we have a bigger pot of money, a bigger pie to, to choose from. But... We're not going to have a billion dollars next year. So we're going to have to make some tough choices. And I think you build trust by just being honest with people. Like, this is what we got. Last night, I was asked at a town hall in my quote-unquote worst-case scenario proposal that I shared with the board a week or two or a couple weeks ago. I had cut funding for some of the pilot programs for trauma-informed care and other things that are really important to me. And, you know, I got kind of hit 
for that? And my response was, yeah, I cut that to preserve the teacher race because we can't afford both. And that's a choice I made. Now, I'm also going to try to raise private funds to do all those things that I want to do too. But um, I think when you're honest and straight with people and you explain the choices that you make, it doesn't mean they're going to agree with you. But if you're just straight with what what's going on, then I think people will trust you. All right. Well, yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I do too. <laughs> City Council is going to vote on budget on Monday, yeah. the 14th. And as it stands, there's no additional funds. Correct. You know, past what uh, the mayor proposed for RPS. How do you think that'll impact your plan to get schools accredited within five years? Well, look, uh, you know, not having additional recurring revenue uh, is going to certainly make it tough, but I, I will be undeterred about the accreditation. We're going to get there one way or the other. Um, and I think we, RPS, are going to be in a much stronger position next budget cycle because we're going to have a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem is, you know, the public and elected officials get tired sometimes when people just say, we need more money. Spare some change. Leave me alone. I don't have any change. All right. God bless you, sir. Oh, no, I feel bad. Here. Ah, ah. Even though I think it's true, but when they keep saying we need more money, we need more money, but it's not exactly clear what you need the money for, and it's not clear how is this going to build year over year, it's harder to make the case. And so I think, no, I know we are going to be able to make a very powerful case for the additional funding, both at City Hall, but also at the State House. And let's not remember the massive discrepancy between where we were in funding in 2008 and where we are today with the state. So that's important, which is also why people need to help advocate to make sure the uh, assembly version of the budget at the state level gets gets passed. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be in a position, I think, to get the resources. I've already told people I've been public, like, we're going to ask for a lot more next year, um, and we're going to mobilize to get it. So um, look, I came here in the middle of everything, um, but now I'm figuring everything out. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of figuring things out, how do you plan to address administrative issues such as what happened with transcripts and attendance policies? Yeah, so that was just inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's math, and we're a school system. So we have to do better. I've been very public about um, owning that and, and being clear about how we have to fix it. And let me be clear, there are going to be more things that I'm going to find that are broken. Oh, sure. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff hiding um, under the couch cushions. So <laughs> I'll keep naming them and take the hits and and then and then fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what I was hired to do, right? Um, exactly. And so there'll probably be a drumbeat of more stories. I don't have any in the back of my head right now. I'm not hiding anything from you all, but stuff's going to come up. I'm sure it will. And what I ask of the public is, um, you know, that's going to be tough because it's it sometimes erodes confidence in the school system. But, you know, what I ask the public to think about is, well, you don't want me to keep these things under the rug, right? Uh-uh. So you hired me to pull the rug back and to shine the light and to fix them. But that's going to take time, and it's going to be bumpy along the way. At the same time, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to shine the light on all the good that is happening in RPS. And there is a ton of good. Just go visit our schools. Just talk to our teachers and talk to our kids. Like every day, every school, from Munford to Woodville, like there are incredible things happening Uh, across RPS. So while I turn over the rocks, I'm also going to be shining the light on all the beautiful flowers across the system to make sure that folks don't forget that and don't fall prey to this narrative that RPS is just broken and negative and all that nonsense. 
you can't fix things if you don't know that they're broken. Yeah. So it's yeah. exactly. naturally going to have to come up in stories. Exactly. And you know, those are the things that make good headlines. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful field day at John Kerry that I was just at, which was so much fun. I lost tug of war. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to write a story about, right? Yeah. But that's happening every single day across our school system. Aw, I want to go to field day. I saw a really awesome George with um, SOL pep rally pep on rally. Facebook the other day. Yes. Like, there's really, really cool stuff that yeah. goes on, just like daily life, seeing people share posts. Yeah. At MLK, yesterday was nerd day, so all the teachers Aww. were dressed up as nerds. It was pretty epic. Oh, wow. There were a couple of very, very well done Urkels. Um, <laughs> right, Kenita? Yeah. It was, it was well done, yeah. Can I do that? Uh, school's almost out for the summer. Yeah. What's on the top of your list to tackle while the kids are out? Yeah, so one, I want to put together sort of the, what are the top 100 repairs that we could do for our buildings? Mm -hmm. um, I have this vision. Um, I hope I don't freak out, Kenita. But basically, I, I want us to figure out what that list is, put it up on the website, take the picture, show everybody what it looks like right now, and then get to work on it and fix it by the opening of school so that we can show that we're trying really hard to make progress on these things. Um, now, remember, I don't have a lot of money, so we're going to have to figure out what we can do. But right. And this isn't new roofs, let me be clear. But if, like, the bathroom doors aren't working or this window is broken or whatever, we want to make sure that those little things, which end up mattering a lot, mm -hmm. get taken care of. Um, two, I want to figure out how do we do more to, uh, staying on the facilities for a second, do more to add beauty to our schools. So, um you know, I've been in a lot of schools that, for whatever reason, they haven't had a chance to, you know, upgrade the paint in the hallways and things like that. And we have a lot of great artists across the city. And so I'd love to figure out a way to enlist them in helping <gasps> make our halls beautiful. Be are you listening, my heart. Hamilton oh class? So, Eco Cathcart, are you listening? I mean, so the, the place I've been to that I think had the most beautiful murals was uh, Virgie Binford Education Center, mm -hmm. which is our detention facility for incarcerated youth. Hmm. And the murals there are just gorgeous. Um, they had an artist come in and, and do that work. So um, why shouldn't we have that everywhere? Um, and there are a lot of our schools that have those kinds of things, but we got a lot of white walls that could use some colorful paint. So I'd love to make that happen as well. Um, so that's on the facility side. On the, like, you know, important teaching and learning side, um, get the strategic plan done so that we can begin to organize the school system, our money, and the public and our partners around achieving those goals. Um, and that's the thing that actually makes me super excited. It's like public art meets education. I know. I'm, yeah. I, that's a piece still my heart. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. let's do wait. it. Can't wait. So all those brushes. artists out there. I know. There, so I'm gonna be go ahead and tweet texting us. Yeah, the come on. Muralists I know. Hey, Great. you should hit up mm -hmm. the superintendent of schools. Yeah. Make something pretty we're for gonna, them. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Yep, I like it. I love it. Um, we know that RPS doesn't have a lot of well, just in general funding in general, but um, the funding for summer programs is really small. Yeah. Um, how can RPS better engage the community groups who work great with kids and hosting programs and activities throughout the summer so that they can stay busy? Yeah. Well, I mean, let me just first shout out. We do have a lot of partners. I met with the YMCA, I think, last week, and, and they do a lot of work with our kids across the city, um, as do many other uh, wonderful organizations. I think what is lacking both in summer school and I know after school is its own little special beast, um, mm -hmm. and also during the school day is – sort of lack of vision, right? So we have a lot of folks who want to do well and want to be helpful, but it's sort of all over the place. And um, I don't want to sound too much like a broken record, but I think what the strategic plan is going to help us do is articulate that vision so that we can say, for example, in my 
perfect world, every single one of our kids, we would know what they're doing over the summer. Now, it might be you're going to be with your family because that's what your family wants to do. But if it's not that, we're going to make sure that you're in a camp, you're in an enrichment program, you're in something. And like we have a spreadsheet and we know where every kid is so that no one is uh, who doesn't want to be at home with, with family. And I, I don't mean that pejoratively, but who wants to be in an enriching mm-hmm. um, kind of educational um, camp type experience that we can make sure that that happens. That happens well. and, and then it's just about, you know, this partner is going to take this and this partner is going to take this and, and so on. Um, you know, I'd love to... Um, you know, have programming that is so rich that middle and upper income families would pay to be a part of it to help subsidize kids who can't afford it, right? So I don't want just kind of like summer daycare kind of stuff, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. things that really expand kids' minds, expose them to all the riches that the city has from our museums to our cultural institutions, art. I mean, there's so much great stuff going on here. And particularly for kids who don't typically have those opportunities because of income or other issues, um, to really make sure that they're getting out and really exploring the city uh, would would be my dream for them. Awesome dream. This is kind of a tough question. All right, let's go. Here we go. (laughs) Your chief talent officer cabinet position is still vacant. Yeah. And last year, the HR department admitted to failing to call applicants back. Yes. Um, An issue that they're still reporting happens now, too. Who's Um, reporting that? Tell them, tell them to email me. People, I uh, wish. Well, we will. We will. We have somebody <laughs> yeah. specifically here who uh, works Around. as a producer here for right. another show. Tell who's them to email been me. See? Applying Jay over and over again. So. Camrus at rvaschools.net. There literally could not be more transparency in this room right now. <laughs> I mean, that's, how much better does it get? But anyway, um, so if you want a job, you know what to do. Don't all email this man please. no if you're not getting called back email me right that's job, the thing. If you're not getting the call back. <laughs> let's clarify that yeah. real quick <laughs> if you've been trying to get a call back for the past five years and yes. have not gotten one email please email yeah. five mr year- cameras five years okay and for the past several years rps has opened with a teacher shortage which yep. has happened all the time more or less 50 to 70 teachers i think it's actually a little bit more now isn't it do you know off the top you mean of for your next head? year yeah well it's like it like fluctuates it every fluctuates. week because you get resignations come in but mm-hmm. then you hire people so okay um how do you plan to address the shortage so that schools don't open yeah. understaffed well, we or is will, that something that you're going to try to focus on this summer or is yes, that a part we, of your we'll program? open with zero teacher vacancies whoa you guys hear that oh man Whoa. So we've already put together an internal task force to mm-hmm. make sure that we're drawing from all the different parts of the organization to do whatever we have to do to make sure that that happens. Um, you know, part of it is, as you alluded to, just answering the phone and following up on the people who are applying, because actually a lot of people are applying. People want to live in Richmond. They want to be a part of RPS. I think they're excited about the direction of the city and the mm-hmm. school system. So, yeah, part of it is just about following through. Mm-hmm. But it's also about going out and recruiting more folks. We actually have a, um, a bus campaign, which will... I think be showing up pretty soon on buses all around the city Mm. Um, and we'll be doing lots of other things Um, but no this is the number one priority I told the state like um, let's ease off on other sort of um, paperwork type things so that we can focus all of our energies on making sure that we get all of our teacher slots filled on day one that's amazing so you guys heard that yeah you're a teacher yeah and you're qualified come join us it's gonna be great Um, be a part of the future at RPS Um, and if you are talented and you care about all kids of all backgrounds um, and you're willing to learn and work hard, we want you. That's big right there. He said zero openings. That's are there right. going to be like Uncle That's Sam huge. style posters? We want you. <laughs> if you put your picture on <laughs> yes. picture. I'm just it saying. Yes. We'll get you a little top hat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. Yeah. You could have like the RPS logo on the top hat. I know. 
That's an amazing goal. I I will leave it up to you all creative artists. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we'll slap a sticker on your picture. I know. Look, (laughs) we uh, please insert a, a round of applause after that. That was that's a big that's a big goal. Well, look, it is it is a big goal, but here's the thing. What what parent wants their kid to show up at school on the first day and we don't have a teacher for you? Nobody. Or a substitute. That's right. been an like issue, it's, too. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to be a healthy system that serves all kids, then we need to make sure that every kid has a teacher on the first day. Mm-hmm. And we have to figure out how to make that happen. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And you know what? If we fall short, I'm sure you'll bring me back here and slap me on the wrist. But No, we won't. But but we but we are going to do everything humanly possible to make sure that that happens because that's what our kids need. We won't physically slap you. No, but right. we will bring that. you back. Yeah, we want <laughs> you to come back, but we won't. We won't some, abuse you. You'll have some good music that will embarrass me. <laughs> yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> don't we'll tell them we won't. Don't don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> oh, don't make promises I can't keep. Oh gosh. <laughs> it might be hard, but he'll understand the truth. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Oh, you guys. Anyway. Speaking of preparing for the next school year, um, has your family officially moved into the school district? or? No, no, they're still finishing up school Still year. finishing yeah. up. So okay. they'll, they'll probably move down in, like, July because mm. they're going to spend a little time in camp, a little time with the grandparents. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you found a place yet? Not yet. Are you, gonna, Not yet. Have, you don't have any neighborhoods narrowed down? I mean, I can suggest some that I enjoy very Everybody much. Everybody I meet <laughs> says that their neighborhood is the best. It's the best. Right? Yeah. Well, if we had that attitude about our schools, we'd be doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? That's what we're going to I'm going to put in a plug for Highland Park Southern Tip, just saying. <laughs> right. That's very specific. Yes. yes. She right. wants you to be your neighbor. Right. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> and uh, what does your family do to keep the kids engaged in learning over the summer? We just heard some examples, camp yeah. and... Um, yeah, they go to camp. Um, they spend usually a week or two with my in-laws in Charleston, South Carolina, time at the beach. Um, and then usually my parents come out for a week and they do all kinds of fun stuff in D.C. Now they'll, they'll do it in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's usually family time and, and camp time. Time. Yeah. There's lots of cool things to explore, especially you know if your families really haven't been here before. Yeah. So that'll be good. Everybody can uh, experience the wonder of Richmond together. Yes. Tour day Absolutely. Richmond together. That's right. So we have one final question yes. for you. What is your dream for RPS? Yeah, it's um, pretty pretty simple. That every single one of our kids of every background, of every income level, of every skin color, of every language ability, of every home situation. Um, gets the education that they deserve so that they can live their dreams. And that's what we do. Like, that's what we're about. And um, and I f- believe that that is totally possible. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be cheap. It's not going to go without a lot of conflict and tough decisions. But I 100% believe that is possible here in Richmond. I'm having a teary-eyed moment. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> that's big. I yeah. mean, that's... I think everybody is just really excited, honestly, to have um, a superintendent in Richmond that is 
that has a vision and is taking somebody and taking the entire district that way. Someone who works in a corporate management environment, knowing how much leadership from the top down impacts every bit of it. So it's it's exciting to hear mm-hmm. um, how great this summer, in my opinion, can be of moving into the next 200 days well, and beyond. Uh, I appreciate that, but I just want to say again, this is a monumental team effort. Um, and so there are just so many folks who have made the 100 days possible and, again, we got to shout out our, our educators who are doing the real work every single day. <clears throat> As I've said when I meet with teachers, like the magic happens in the teacher-student interaction. Everything else we do in a school district is noise. Mm-hmm. It really just exists to ensure that that interaction is as magical as it can be. So, yeah, so that's that's what we're going to shoot for. Um, share your dreams rvaschools.net tell your friends tell your family tell your coworkers. um have a discussion answer those three questions and let us know what you think absolutely anything else you want our listeners to know about that maybe we didn't ask you about yeah before we close i think we covered it i mean i just like uh people say wow you're still smiling and um <laughs> i am more enthusiastic on day 100 than even i was on day one because there's nothing i've seen that i don't think we can tackle mm-hmm. and um and i've met most of our kids so how could you not smile? Um, right. Um, oh, look, guys. I know. Sorry. I just, God. We just really care a whole lot about uh, the direction uh, yeah. the schools are going. And, and, so. and it's so refreshing to, I know that you keep reminding us it's a team effort and that's true, but when you have a strong, passionate leader, it shows. And t- that trickles down i know we hate that word in richmond (laughs) but it does it's contagious and it's really easy for employees to have successful just journeys through what they're doing when they have somebody that's passionate about what they're doing Someone taking the journey with them, you know, really willing to stand side by side and take it with them. And they haven't had that for so long, really somebody to be the partner they deserve. Um, And so we thank you, you and your team for willing, willing to partner up and really take on the challenges. Absolutely. And smiling while you're doing it. It's fun. It's kids. Well, thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good to see you guys.
currently tuned in to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania, your source for hyper-local government news right here in RVA on WRIRLP 97.3 FM, Richmond Independent Radio. All right, so we just finished sitting down with uh, Superintendent Jason Cameras on his 100th day to mark the momentous occasion of making it 100 days in this crazy, crazy city. At the end of Teacher Appreciation Week. At the end of Teacher Appreciation Week. Mm -hmm. And he did not seem worse for wear. He was just as perky, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed as day one, if not more, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, He Smiling, positive. Yeah, I mean, and I'm probably one of the biggest skeptics of everything. I'm very much the, like, show me. I should have grown up in Missouri, I guess. The show me stories. <laughs> I know that was bad. Uh. But, you know, every every time I, I continue to see where he's doing what he said he was going to do. And even when it's not easy. And I, I know there's a tired team of people behind him. He He's very clear to acknowledge and very quick to acknowledge that and really defer a lot of the, the praise to them. But... I do think it takes a, a very unique type of person to be able to have the mental fortitude that it takes to, even despite all of the negativity, any criticisms, even knowing that if what you're about to say is going to be a problem, still saying it. And being here without his family, his kids, his wife, he hasn't settled yet. And he's like booking himself to all these meetings and I mean, nailing each one, going all this stuff. He is genuinely entirely invested in our yes. And it's, you can tell. I mean, to hear him talk about how he was sick for a few days and it threw off the 100-day plan. That's crazy, you guys. I don't know how he was able to, that's only 100 days. It's a lot to get done. And he was able to check off every single item. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Here I am complaining because my eyes are watery because I have allergies. What are you guys most excited about with him? I'm excited. If you had to put it down to one word. Uh Accountability. Okay. It's two words. No vacancy. Okay. I want that promise to be so real. Well, that's kind of covered under mine because I'm saying if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. i not saying that I thought he was going to fail, but he had a pretty progressive plan for 100 days. And I was looking at that plan like mm, progressive and aggressive and aggressive. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I wonder what's going to not get done or what's going to fall by the wayside because all these things are going on and happening in the middle with budget season starting during this. And I was like, something is going to slip or something is just not going to get done regardless of the team. And he nailed it. He nailed it. I think for me, it's communication. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure everybody was like, Jesse's about to say transparency because I thought about it. Mm-hmm. First thought. But for me, it, it's when we look at all the issues that we have surrounding RPS, and I do this at work a lot, where when we have issues and challenges that come up, and there's a lot of them in all of our lives. For me, I have um, a very limited tolerance for complaints around them. I think every, anybody who is friends with me knows I don't really tolerate a lot of complaining because I want to solve the problem. And I want to figure out, you know, what is the heart of the issue that we can control and let's fix that part of it and then move forward. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's always like, OK, yeah, yeah, I get it. These things are horrible. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But what can we do about it? Ninety percent of these things aren't in our control. So let's figure out what it is in our control. And a lot of those things come back down to improving communication. And to hear that to me is the heart of transparency is proactive communication. Mm -hmm. And to see him, you know, first of all, promoting a lot of different um, teachers and kids. He, I think I saw on Twitter that he uh, signed all the certificates for the RPS shines program today. Mm -mm -mm. So he acknowledged it, that while he is going to uncover some skeletons in the closet, he's, 
at simultaneously making a very, very conscious effort to promote the schools and everything that's positive about it. So it's not just negative headline, negative headline, negative headline, negative headline. Even if it's not being seen by the counties or Henrico because it's what RTD chooses to report on, you can still see it as people in Richmond. You can still feel it as people in Richmond. And that's really what matters is, is engaging people to where we're able to trust. For, so, I mean, for example, when he mentioned if Altria starts getting preferential treatment, you know exactly how much money they gave. And a lot of obviously elected officials, you can see that in their their VPAP documents for their PACs, mm-hmm. but for things that funnel through nonprofits, that doesn't that's not required reporting. And to be able to say these things are being directly tied and are coming in, I, I think it eliminates for me some of the skepticism maybe verges sometimes on paranoia about the outside shadow corporate governance that has always existed within Richmond because you can battle the devil that you see. It's the devil that you don't see that causes a lot of problems for people. Mm -hmm. And people complain a lot that, you know, so much shady stuff happens, you know, behind closed doors and it doesn't get reported and it doesn't get said. He said it. He put it out there. He said he was going to do it and he did it. I mean, I think that's give the man some credit. That's that's big. I have a request for people from city council. Hmm. Trust the man. At least now, like, give him a chance to do his job. And if you find something that you don't like, question him. Don't bring him in front of you and scream and holler at him when he's just trying to do his job. He This is his first budget season here with us, so oh, bless him um, for dealing with that, with grace. Which, and at no point... I'm going to say it for him. He was right. For, for our listeners who don't know what happened is that towards the tail end of the deliberations around the budgets uh, in one of the amendment work sessions, city council had specific numbers that were saying the school system had this amount of maintenance money. And decisions were made based on the fact that they were irate that they allegedly had this bucket of money that the school wasn't disclosing. And in the work session, Superintendent Cameras decided to go down there and be able to address this in person to speak on this completely unprepared, had no prior warning, nothing. Just came down there to have this conversation with them. And they told him he was wrong, and he took it very, very well, saying, you know, this would be a time where I'd be happy to be wrong because it meant they would have more money than he was under the impression of. And fast forward, in this conversation, some of the council people, Councilwoman uh, Kim Gray and Councilwoman Reva Trammell, were very, very negative and were making attacks about his salary, his competence, and then come back around. You know, he goes back, does his homework, updates the report, and then actively tries to find how this happened so we can fix it going forward. And to me, that's the kind of communication barriers that need to be broken down to fix these problems. Absolutely. And I think the unfortunate thing is that he's trusting city council at their word. He's trusting them that they're going to come up with this comprehensive funding plan by the end of this year like they are committing to now. Me, I I obviously did a lot of late night digging and found a ton of plans that have gone unfunded after council requests. And I found a ton of different broken promises from council. And in my head, I'm sitting here like I could show this guy that this is not their track record, but he already, I'm sure he already knows it. And he still chooses to willfully trust that they're going to do their job. And I wish that council would lend him that same level of respect. Yep. Give him a little courtesy, a chance to do his job. You guys entered into this education compact. We'll work together. Being negative, calling people out when you don't actually have the correct information is not helpful. Um, and we need all hands on deck. 
there's there's no question. Nobody can be over here on the sidelines, you know, arms crossed in the corner saying, well, I'm not going to help. Show that you really want to fully fund schools. Get to work. And stop talking about it. Just stop. Yeah, it's all this I'm talk, talk, of, talk. I'm tired action. of talking. A lot of people do a lot of talking. We do a lot of talking, but at least we're trying to do some walking, no, but too. We're, but we're doing the talking, and we're, we're getting the word out there to people that need to hear it. And I think that's part of the problem. If you come to city council meetings or you watch it on television, you know, you hear a whole lot of talking, and it sounds real good. I'm going to put a I'm smoke detector to do something. in every house in America. Sorry, sorry. I'm fixing to study something so we can plan to do something else. But do you know what, though? That, the follow-ups get lost in the ether. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. You know, there's no—I'm not saying that people are not effective. I'm not attacking anybody. Get your panties out of a bunch. But, you know, there's a whole lot of talking that happens, and— when you don't hold your when your feet are not held to the fire, you don't do what you say you're going to do. Here's this man. People are attacking him, you know, and regardless of what your opinion is on his money or, or, or his salary that he's chosen to, you know, try to get other people, you know, in here that are qualified that he feels like will establish his team. I just want to hear from those people, you know, that were naysayers for so I mean, just, oh, oh, yeah, it's paying these people too much and it's not going to get anything done. It's just another, you know, give the man a chance because your constituents gave you a chance and voted you into office. And how many of those tick marks? I mean, do, do, do you have a 100 day plan that you accomplished? We should start asking city council members for their 100 day plan plans. when they come into office. Can we just ask him for Can I just get a and don't even I'll give you a 90. You don't even have to get all the way to 100. I'll have a 30, 60, 90 day plan, please. Yeah, I mean, where is it? I mean, you know, and people are so critical and it's it's getting tiresome to continue to hear people attack each other. We're supposed to be working together. You know, give the man a chance. I think I figured out. It just dawned on me what's different about him. He's an empire. (laughs) (laughs) He's got so much glamour. I can't help it. What is it, Jesse? What is it? <sighs> anyway, she doesn't know what to do with us sometimes. No, <laughs> just just walk away from it. Just it's accept it for what it is and love it every minute of it. <laughs> he doesn't make excuses. Mm. He doesn't come in here and say, "Well, I would have done that, but or but or but or but and this, but this." He doesn't buy into the excuses. Mm-mm. Never once have he said, has he said, well, yeah, it's going to be difficult because we have all of these things that are stacked up against us. He's just walked into RPS mm-hmm. and accepted it for every little bit of its problems, every little bit of its drama and challenges and loved it as much as he loves every single RPS student. And it's, I think that's why it feels like it's a breath of fresh air because it feels like you're not suffocating Hmm. with excuses Mm. my favorite quote i am never going to lie to you but i am going to tell you things you will not like Mm -hmm. i mean that's real it's yeah he said a couple look i wrote down some things y'all he said i'm gonna seek funding from everyone and i'm not beholding to anyone i'm sorry did it in your adult life did a teacher just like make you take notes Yes. Without even asking? Yes, he didn't even. even I'm so inspired. I have notes. I have notes, you guys. I have notes. Then he did say, in in reference to talking about Altria and how he said, you know, if you do something, people are going to, if you show favoritism, people are going to see it. Why not just be out there and accept, you know, what you get? He was like, I'll accept, you know, philanthropic money from whoever wants to give it. The school needs it. 
but I'm not holding anybody. And he said, I think we can have these discussions. And he said, I know that, you know, Altria knows that I spoke up in favor of the cigarette tax. And, oh, well. And Altria has already talked about there's some talk that Altria is going to donate some money. Oh, well. It's okay for us to have these discussions and still meet to fight for the kids. And I think that's why communication is so important because instead of people spending all of their time running around coming up with the what ifs and the hypotheticals and pointing to all of these different threads that might lead to something here's the facts Mm -hmm. let's talk about them in real terms Mm -hmm. and if you have a problem with the fact that jim ucrop or altria um, or bill goodwin i think if you have a problem with them donating it let's have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. and i can explain to you what it is and if there are problems that come from me accepting these donations have a real conversation about it it's there it's existing in a world of realities and you can discuss realities well, that's where the, that's I mean, that's literally where we are with RPS. The reality of where we are right now is that we need a lot of money. The schools are falling apart and we are a lot behind because our facilities are so old and it's going to take a lot of maintenance. But I, again, here come the unicorns in the room. We can do it, but no taxes. <laughs> I know. What magical fairyland do y'all live in? You think that we are going to be able to just pull money out of everyone's butts without raising some taxes? Hello, property taxes. I don't know. Did anybody like maybe there are some contractors that we don't know about, like, you know, large scale contractors that are going to come in and do the work for free? Well, and I, I think maybe that that's what it's going to happen. What we have to acknowledge is that technically, technically, the money's been there, but. It's committed projects that I would say arguably not many people agree with should happen or have happened. But unfortunately, we have past elected officials that we have allowed time and time again to promote economic development projects in favor of focusing on the basics because it's it's really on a, a wish, a prayer, and a dream, the magic beans of... 17th Street Marketplace, Hmm. of uh, Redskins Training Camp, Mm -hmm. of uh, UCI Bike Race. They are magic beans. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to get us to where we actually have fully funded schools. But it's this whole idea of trickle-down local economics saying, oh, well, well, we'll grow the tax base this way. And time and time again, we say, that sounds really cool because it's shiny and pretty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we the fall beanstalk for it. never happens. And now fast forward, there's no beanstalk. Our schools are terrible as far as like facilities and everything. And there's so many needs. And nothing changes for the people that we have been promising. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Mm-mm. Many of which, the majority of which, are minorities mm-hmm. that have been told we'll get to you mm. for decades and mm. centuries. Mm. You want to see some real magic? Support our schools and then look at our kids' faces and the teachers' faces. Mm. If you everyone fully supports them, I don't care if you've got kids in RPS, Mm. you are affected. Please stop thinking that you're not affected because you don't have a child in school. Mm. These are our future leaders, these are our future workforce, they're our future neighbors and community members. Support our schools and to take it to like another level of how important these kids are. They're our future tax base. They are, if you're upset about crime in your neighborhood, if you're upset about how many people are doing whatever it is that upsets you within Richmond, 
if you're upset about the decaying and crumbling, po- the poverty that happens in all of these hmm. housing projects, like whatever it is you're upset about, the answer's not more training camps. Hmm. The answer is educating people hmm. and giving or, them the economic hmm. opportunities called jobs hmm. to get out of poverty. Hmm. And, you know, we can for as much as we're, we're going to fix schools, because to me, that that's one thing that we're going to continue the cycle of poverty until you're able to effectively educate everybody. That's I think where it comes to me is that's why I'm passionate about schools is I see it as the only way to solve all these other things that I might complain about. It, it starts with educating kids. Absolutely. What magical algorithm is that that you speak of? <laughs> See, it looks all this magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be magical here in Richmond. We mm-hmm. can. We can be the unicorn. I don't have to be a unicorn. It doesn't have to be fake. It has been strategically a redheaded stepchild for a long time. And today is our day. Yeah. We have a new superintendent. Mm-hmm who is re-inspiring his team and everybody that stands behind him, appreciating our teachers and rebuilding the trust that's going to take for our elected officials and community members to believe in RPS again. I think that's probably my dream for RPS is everybody in Richmond believing that RPS can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take this opportunity to reflect inwardly and see what you can do to make a difference for the school system and for your community. This is a really good opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to be making uh, Melissa as JFK memes and Camrys as uh, <laughs> Uncle Sam with the finger point. Yes. And I <laughs> ask I, not what RPS can do for you, Melissa. I know. But you know what you can do for RPS. One thing that I love and I, I hope that people come through. Um, let's try to push that out there as much as as much as we can. For local artists, he asked for people to show up to, you know, put a fresh coat of inspirational paint on the inside and outsides of our schools. And also submit your stuff to a strategic vision plan. Yeah. All of your ideas of what your dreams to RPS are. He said mm-hmm. it's right there on rvaschools.net. It is. It's right on that website. But don't let it. So let's say that's not your skill set if you can't paint. Don't let that stop you from contributing to the school. I'm more than sure that, you know, if you're a local landscaper or um, just a, a local company that wants to contribute something, you know, we could, I'm sure the schools could use some fresh shrubs, shrubs or. Nobody's going to turn their nose up at somebody who's an HVAC technician. Yeah. The, no, they're not going to do it because the air donate conditions their are, time. are about to start breaking down any day now. So, I mean, you know, don't let, don't have to be asked to do this. You know, that's one way that if you want things to happen and you want to see things get fixed. And there is a a young man that shows up and I think he has a construction company and he talks about some of the things that he does at, um, is it Marshall? I think he splits his time between Marshall and and with. And he talks about some of the things that they do, just donating their time, donating the, the supplies to fix things. There's an organization building a better RPS that does some of it. There's a lot of stuff out there. Come on, you guys. It's, I think, if nothing else, from the strategic vision and everything that he's offered the past 100 days and his vision going forward, the message to me is clear is that it really takes a village. Mm -hmm. And that's his vision is to have every single group of people, every type of resource really involved and celebrating our kids and, and raising up, lifting up our teachers and everything like that. And working together, not overlapping resources and 
squandering them. Richmond's own Guar, everyone. You're welcome. Thank you, Mr. Cameras, for joining us again in celebration of the completion of your 100-day plan. We are excited. Well, Jesse is excited, and Fran and I are weeping with glee <laughs> and possibly hormones about the next steps in the bright future ahead of Richmond Public Schools. We are forever hopeful that one day all children in this city will be treated equally and with dignity and never want for the tools to succeed. We look forward to having Jason Cameras back again later in the summer. School's out, kids, and that'll do it for this week's episode. As always, you can hit us up at RVA Dirt across all social media platforms if you'd like to share a future show topic or just shoot the breeze. We produce our own show because girls run the world and our theme song is Manic Monday in honor of all those Monday evening municipal meetings. Catch us next week and every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for another riveting episode of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM, Richmond Independent Radio.